Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ooh, welcome back, sports fans, to another show of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water. Do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? The 2021 NFL Draft is in the book, so we're recapping it real quick. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We sitting here. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch of free throws because they're free. So 330 coming hot at you guys in so 329. And I'm joined on this one by Alex Tossman, Rock Disopolis, and Nikki Snacks Kreider. And not only was it a big week and weekend for the NFL draft, it's kind of a big weekend for us a little bit. We kind of hit a little sweet spot on TikTok. We had our yeah. little shining moment. I hope it's not little. I hope it continues. Boys are going to- viral. Yeah, and it's kind of hilarious because some of our non-actor friends are like in these videos, and I know like for, I, I thought the content's like really funny. I'm happy with what like the product we put out. People have really been enjoying it. We started a fight between the Lions and the Cowboys fans. The Lions commented on that video multiple times. Like people tagged the actual so Lions. The actual Lions commented. I have a photo. I'll send it to you. I think it's put in our group text. They commented multiple times on it. They. I think someone's like. When are the lines going to comment on this? And they were like, we already did with like one of like the, like the straight faced uh, smiley emoji. Um, we had someone do a duet with it. We had a couple people do some duets. Yeah, we had like it. three people do duets. All of them were extremely creepy. Um, but shout yeah. out to those people for the effort. I pre- we appreciate. I don't. I don't. I hate to say we're creepy. I just didn't understand them. They were kind of just looking at us and smiling at the camera. So maybe that means like they were like enjoyment. Yeah, reaction one guy videos. had. One guy had like a green screen behind him and like yeah. his his janky microphone set up and he was just watching our video and like kind of not even like really laughing, kind of like mumble laughing like <laughs> Yeah, it was he also freaky. has really the weird. dirtiest shirt on I think I've seen in a while. Really? But he also got yeah. like 73 likes. Yeah. Shout That's out to his family. It was the dirty shirt, I think. People were just puzzled. They were like, what's up? Uh, I don't know what's up, but I'm going to like the video. Shout out to his TikTok family. Yeah. <laughs> I was ready for him to kind of replicate what I did with the uh, Patriots day one draft reaction uh, to our mm. video based on his stat, based on like the way he was just standing and like looking at the camera, but that never happened. Uh, very... It's good that our acting skills are finally going to use, though. Yeah. People can actually see... Uh what we've been working on for mm-hmm. four years in Los Angeles. I was talking about it some, I, <laughs> just in Los Angeles, I mean, my freaking whole life. I, I was talking to somebody about it and we were like, how do we separate our 
how do we separate ourselves? Kind of the conversation we had, just so I guess people could know, like give our takes, but you know, how do we give them in a fun way? And we kind of try to, we're trying now going forward to combine our skills as actors and our skills as podcasters and sports analysts into one mold and give them yeah. through sketches. It's kind of, we it's pretty very, unique. We have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> very particular. As Liam Neeson would say. Yeah, Liam Neeson's. But yeah, really fun week for us. If you don't watch our TikToks, we'll come find you. Yeah. And we would. <laughs> yeah, it was. I sent it to one of our friends who wasn't in the video, but he's like boys with our other friend, and it's like he was like it's hilarious to watch him try and act. And I was like, I thought he did pretty well. Some of the reactions, these guys, like one of our friends who was so yeah, one of our friends, Mikey, who was super nervous, really had that rage in him. I was like, damn. And he was like, how do I do, guys? And we're like, yeah, you did great. That was that was awesome. He channeled his inner Nicholson. Yeah, he really went. He's there. ready to go. He's ready to go. Um, but yeah, big week draft. We were all talking Kentucky beforehand. Derby. The Kentucky Derby happened. Uh, that looked like a lot of fun. You know what I saw? Miles Teller was like in Aaron Rodgers' squad at the Kentucky Derby because him and Woodley are like homies from. They're boys. Yeah. What, what movie were the they? The Divergent series they did. Yeah. Too. Yeah. That was what it was. And, and the Spectacular Now. And the Spectacular Now. Yeah. 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 I was going to say Fault in Our Stars, but that's Ansel El- El- Elgort, right? So that is correct. Yeah. We're, we're about one degree of separation from our boy. Miles Teller, right? I think like, is it one and a half? Yeah. Josh so and I met him at the Super Bowl. Us, oh, we did. We had, oh, we've actually met him. Yeah. We dapped him that up. That makes us about like another degree of separation from Woodley, which makes us two degrees of separation from Rogers. Actually, we're one. one we're one from Rogers. Well, Rotman. Rotman. Yeah. Like, OSDB Sports, which is popping off. People are really excited about that. Let's go. Rogers, yeah. Rogers, you know, he's getting really involved in some business endeavors, clearly. You know, Still celebrity host of Jeopardy. He's got OSDB Sports rolling out. State Farm always. He's just a he's a savvy think, business uh, guy. I think this is a good topic to talk about. There Start was a lot with, of rumors. Yeah. yeah, before the draft started, hours before the draft went down, that he wanted out of Green Bay. And people were scrambling to figure out if the rumors were true, if a team was going to trade for him, you know, give give their first round pickup to to get Rodgers. And a lot of talk was that Denver would do it. And Schlereth even said that this is almost a lock, putting his integrity on the line. I think we threw that Haven't seen it too. happen yet, but, I mean, it could make sense to why they didn't draft a quarterback at the number nine spot. Yeah. yeah. I think they're in position. I think another team in position to do it, and I know they're in the NFC, and that's kind of unlikely for the Packers to deal Rodgers in conference. Um, but if one team – what, what what team, Nick? Well, at first, at first, I thought the Niners could have been them. Yeah, the Niners don't have the capital. They have the number three pick, but after that, the Niners don't have another pick till twenty twenty four in the first round. So it's really outside right. that three pick. It's like, what are you doing? And they already have Jordan Love. Yeah. So are they going to use that pick for Kyle Pitts? You're not trading Rodgers for Pitts in like right. the twenty four first round pick of the Niners. I think most of the people that were on board with that rumor know his relationship with Shanahan. Yeah, yeah, and I think the thing for me though is a team to watch out for is the New York football giants. I was going to say the same thing. They pick up that other first round pick from the bears. So now they have two next year. So that's two in 2022. They'll have 23. They can, if look, we all say this all the time. We, I don't think any of us are bought into Daniel Jones. They get Tony. They have Galladay. They have Saquon. They have Ingram Slayton Shepard. They have a bevy of weapons. They spent a high draft pick on Andrew Thomas. They have sold her back. The defense is good. This is a team, and it's in a division that's winnable. This is a team that can win now, and they could really, they could kind of, you, if anyone puts themselves ahead of the others in that division, 
you could sweep the division. You can go 6-0 and in that division, and that is how the Patriots made the playoffs every damn year. And if they had Aaron Rodgers, it would be a lock that they won the division. Or as close to it as possible. In that division to look out for them and the football team. That, football that's team possible. For quarterback. Both of those teams should be willing to give up a king's ransom. Yeah, from the murmurs that we heard from Schlereth and and others, it doesn't seem like they want to dish within conference. But if the offer is good enough, um, you have to entertain it. Yeah, and I they, they took a receiver in round three, Amari Rogers, a guy we all like out of Clemson. But again, they went cornerback and they went center. And they really didn't seem like they were appeasing Rodgers, at least in the first two rounds, again. Like, everyone was like, finally, they took a receiver in round three after, like, two years. They have Jordan Love there. I think what's come out is Rodgers won't return as long as their GM is still there. And I I don't know. I'd be shocked if they fired their GM. Look, they they almost went to the Super Bowl last year. It's still a good football team all around. Obviously, Rodgers is the MVP, and trading him is kind of nuts. He's 37, but he, Brady's playing into his 40s. Rodgers could have four or five more years left. Um, but that defense is good. Like that, de- that pass rush is very good. Obviously, you have Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. They just locked up. It's going to be interesting. I, I would be shocked if they traded him before the season, but if they do, football team, Giants, and the Broncos are teams to look out for, I'd say. I also hear the Raiders, too. I hear that's a destination that he's interested in, and you can never put it past John Gruden to make a move like that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a Derek Carr fan. Never have been. Um, but I don't know. I, that team is – that is a weird organization. When we could kind of get into the draft, I think we're going to go teams we liked, teams we didn't like, and I'll start there. I think that was a team I didn't – I love the Merrick pick they got in the second round, but that was one team that I wasn't – super stoked about i thought that leatherwood pick was a bit of a reach i think they clearly wanted elijah vera tucker who the jets jumped from 23 to 14 to get giving two third rounders to the minnesota vikings um but again leatherwood's a guy they probably could have gotten early in the second round there were teams that were still moving up you could have moved back um a bit to get him and i still think that was a bit i know they had holes in the offensive line but i feel like that was a bit of a reach for a defense that is just super lackluster um, again, you pick up Merrick, who many had as the top safety. He ended up being the third safety that went after Richie Grant and after Javon Holland. Uh, Holland went first to the Dolphins in the second round, and Richie Grant went uh, second in the second round to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, but I thought that was a bit of a reach, and that was that was really the only team that I like. Ugh, I really don't love your first round pick. I like what you did in the second, and everything else was kind of just okay, not not great. But there was a lot. Of, I thought a lot of teams did really really well this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard I, to find teams that did bad. You thought there were how many Nick that did bad? I said it's hard to find teams that did. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think there were just picks or moves I didn't necessarily. Love. I didn't love. I mean, I understand it. You want to put pressure on the quarterback, um, but I didn't love the Colts going back to back ends. I thought they really needed to kind of get in there and get a tackle. Uh, the Titans, the interdivision team, went Dylan Raddins from uh, North Dakota State right ahead of the Colts. And I, I have to imagine that was their pick on uh, the end of going the defensive end from Vanderbilt. Um, but again, I, and, I, and that Titans team too, I know like they lost a lot. They lost three corners this year. They lost Dory Jackson, uh, Janoris Jenkins. They lose uh, Desmond King. None of those guys are returning. So they had to fill those snaps. They took Elijah Molden in the third, and they took uh, Caleb Fairley in the first. But they didn't go wide receiver either. So both those teams I had issue with. Those are like my three teams that I didn't necessarily love. But I don't think they did terribly. I mean, it was tough for the teams that had limited picks to – hit in particular if they didn't have any first round picks yeah um you know with teams like the seahawks and the texans yeah texans the rams you didn't like i i'll say this 
the Texans obviously are a train wreck. They not only did they not have a first round pick, they didn't even have a second round pick. Right. They just had thirds. I will say them taking Davis Mills, a guy that we thought could sneak into the first round, not saying he's a first round talent, but many people thought he could, shows us that they're at least serious about this Deshaun Watson situa- situation. It's a very big rea- it's a very big reality that he's not going to play this year, and that shows that they're serious. So at least I respect them going quarterback. They don't have much of a choice. They when it comes to legal matters from a regular person, from a civilian, not not an athlete that's not under the microscope, those things take long. I mean, it, they sometimes drag out for a couple of years. Yeah. I'm sure the process is a little bit more sped up because he's a star player in the NFL, but you can't expect this all to go down in the offseason. You know, this this news came out in like February, March. Yeah. Uh, and just fast forward to the NFL season and think it's all going to be all brushed over. Like, if this is still going on, there's no way that he rolls out there as a sorting quarterback, right? Well, the thing with the, the – you bring up the legal part portion, and that could take a long time, but the NFL and the judicial system in the United States are two different things, obviously. And the NFL can move to act and suspend Deshaun Watson until things are sorted out. I'm sure they don't want to play that hand right away. I'm sure they want to get a little more information, hence them not acting yet. But it was a good insurance move by the Texans. But unfortunately, they have so many holes. So at what point are you just like – anybody yeah. they picked, it was like, they, all right, They could possibly luck. be the worst team in the NFL next year. Yeah, Deshaun Watson not playing. I would. would what would you guys say? Would you say so? Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like. I mean, who is your quarterback? Is it Davis Mills? Is he? Yeah. <laughs> is he going as a you know the what sixty third or sixty fifth pit? Where was he? Sixty seventh, I think. He's a sixth quarterback taken, or yeah. like around him. Mon him Mon Trask were day two guys, and look, guys like Trey Lance, who's the number three overall pick. Guy like Justin Fields, who's the number eleven overall pick, they're not playing. Matt Jones, fifteenth, they're not playing dang one. Right. They may not even play all year. People are pressing Justin them to to not play all year. Yeah. Only Wilson and Lawrence are going to play from the jump. Which, again, kind of we'll get into the positive in a bit. But one team, I just think, and I want to ask you guys this: from like least pressure to most pressure, um, or most pressure to least pressure. Uh, where do you rank the QB, the, the teams that take that took QBs in round one? Where would you rank them from most pressure on the franchise to least? Because I have the Niners and the Jets head and shoulders above the other three. Like the Jets, you better be right. Because you not only pa- you didn't not only pass Lance who won number three, but you passed on Fields who had as close to a flawless career without winning uh, the Natty in college as you can have. And then Mac Jones, who yeah, had that one year, but he was good when he filled in for Tua and won the national championship. It's tough. You better have hit on him. And BYU is not New York. And I know you you just can't tell. You can't tell how someone's going to be till they step out and they deal with that New York media. And it sounds lame, but that is just it's just a different ball game. Playing in New York, like Lindor, to kind of crossboard it, Lindor's played for the Mets for like less than thirty games. They're already booing him. They are booing him when he steps up to the plate because he's batting under two hundred. It is a tough place to play. So you better be right with this BYU kid. I would say them, the Niners, and the other three, kind of. Why? I don't know why you're not including the Chicago Bears. How can I mean? I would say they, the Bears are three. They got a. They got the, the high value pick, right? Because a lot of people were saying in the scouting breakdown uh, of these quarterbacks that Justin Fields was the second most talented, mm-hmm. in particular prior to this past off season, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone was saying that he was second and had they had the chance to be. Even go ahead of Trevor. I mean, this we're talking about like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Two years ago. But 
this is their chance, right? They missed on Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. They, on Trubisky and Foles and now Justin Fields, have traded a total of nine picks for quarterbacks. It's a lot. You better, you be, you better hit on this guy Every because, charm. yeah, this is kind of it. I just have, I think it's kind of like a reversal situation, not saying that Zach Wilson's going to be Mitch Trubisky, but it's kind of a reversal situation where like teams moved up to get Watson and Mahomes. They move up to get Justin Fields. I think we could look back, and I'm not saying Wilson or Lance are going to bust because you just have to see how they're going to do. But I think we could look back and see Fields really being a dynamic quarterback in this league. Because like you're saying, we're not too far removed from him not only being like the number two guy, but some people were saying there was that small potential that he could overtake Trevor Lawrence. And he dominated Trevor. Trevor Lawrence had a great game against Ohio State, but Fields had an unworldly game to go to the national championship in that first round of the college football playoff. So we could look back. I agree with you. You got a new coach. You got a new regime coming in with the quarterback. So in my mind, it's just, it's a little, New York obviously brings, it brings on this pressure. I think both of those teams did what they needed to do. Chicago's same too. Yeah, Yeah. Chicago's a lot lot of history in that city, right? A lot of history of, of uh, in particular of recent years having shitty quarterbacks and having the rest of your roster look really really good and a lot of it has been with the same head coach I think that the the good thing that both those teams did is they went and got an offensive lineman for their new quarterback immediately the Bears traded up to get Tevin Jenkins who I think was a first round talent yeah the Jets whether you like the value of the trade or not they went and got the guy that they wanted well another left side is fully wherever you want to play him if you want to play him as at right guard you can do that too yeah we have him at left guard you could pull him when zach wilson rolls out and it's i mean now you've becked him on the left side regardless yeah. i think it's 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 a i thought it was a good move to go up and get the guy which is pretty awesome yeah which is when the jets were good they had mangled and they had debrickashaw ferguson that's they did that in one draft um right. but I, I think i i agree with you it's a lot of picks to go up and get but they did, the niners did the same thing they gave up a lot of picks and obviously jimmy g has major injury issues and i don't think he's a premier quarterback but he did take he did go to the super bowl i don't know if he took you there but he went there with you as your quarterback so it's a lot to give up when you already have a guy in the building who's shown that he can you know help get you to the final dance yeah yeah no i i mean i i agree i think part of that is a little bit different for me the feelings are different because they made the move before the draft started mm. and once the draft started you knew they were going qb so at that point it's you got to pick the guy that you think is the best fit for you yeah and for them it was trey lance and it's a ri- it's a risky pick just like zach wilson's a risky pick just like taking mac jones and justin fields is also a risky pick oh yeah you're full on risk there's only one team that's really not risking it because Again, he's as close to a short thing right. as we've seen since Andrew Luck. But again, you never like everyone thought Jamarcus Russell was going to come into the building and revive Oakland and save the day, and he could not have been any worse. Yeah, there have been so many quarterbacks in the history of the NFL draft. Like I remember, they like I don't remember. I wasn't really watching it, but you watch back on YouTube in the '99 draft, they boo the shit out of McNabb because they didn't take Achilles Smith yeah, instead of that's him. That's hilarious. It's hilarious. The Eagles fans. So yeah. the Jets, I hope they get it right for my father's sake because I don't know I how much did. more he could deal. I I think the Jamarcus Russell era is a little different too. I mean, obviously, you want to believe that an NFL team does their due diligence and does their homework on guys and, and does character tests. And Jamarcus Russell was a great athlete. and I mean, he played great ball at LSU, but it also came down to the work ethic, right, and mm-hmm. the character issues that he had. And I saw a funny, uh, a funny tweet the other day, and I didn't even know this, is like, 
like TBD to the or TBT to the um uh when the the Raiders basically gave Jamarcus Russell blank copies yes of, oh, yeah of game film and the next morning he told them that he watched blitz blitz packages on that go watch <laughs> like go watch Kirk Morris and the linebacker tell that story he was on the team when that happened. It is so fucking right. funny. They gave it to him as a test. It was a test. Yeah, it was, like, it was a test. It was like, are you going to lie to us? Are you actually going to watch it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I watch, I watch Blitz packages on this. Can, yeah. you, blank tape. can you imagine, like, you're a franchise and you have you're to... An NFL, you're a number one overall pick. You're in a fr- NFL franchise and you're into the summer of this kid's first season and you're already having to pull these tests out and he flops. It's yeah. tough. That is crippling. I, I mean, that is crippling. It it just it destroyed that franchise for a while too. They were dog shit for years. They still have not, they still kind of overreach. And if they were overreaching and their picks were hitting, that'd be one thing. But a lot of these guys haven't hit yet. So right. Yeah. No, I to my point though, I think it's a little different these days. You know, they've done all the tests they can on guys before they draft them. Yeah. You know, with with Zach Wilson, I don't think there's going to be any issues there. Um, if there's any issues, it's just the style of play, you know, catching up to the speed of the NFL. I mean, he played in BYU and maybe the talent as isn't as, as deep as it usually is in the NFL with guys who are at bigger conferences, but I don't think that he's going to have an issue for me. The team that has the least pressure. And I think this is the obvious one is the Patriots because mm. they got cam, um, you know, they're at the 15 pick. They didn't have to trade up. I, I was big. thinking this entire time that they would have to trade up and they didn't, they sat there and got the guy that they wanted. Um, but I think with the most pressure, it's the teams that traded up. The Niners trading up to three. And the Bears trading up to 12? 11. 11. Yeah. 11. Yeah. So, I mean, you're giving up some picks to get the guy that you want. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, then you've lost the opportunity on, you know, two to three other guys that you could have had. 100%. Yeah. yeah, we spoke about it one other time when they rolled out. The Rams rolled out the guys that – they traded yep. for RG3. Against, against for the football team, yeah. yeah RG3, they rolled team. out like five guys. Yeah. So, I mean, it could totally backfire. Um, and, and we talked about it last episode that, you know, quarterbacks were not a sure thing in, no. in the first round. Right. God, can, no. There's a lot of guys that miss, so someone's bound to flop. And um, obviously, you know, we think Trevor Lawrence will be the guy that, that he is, but for the other four – We'll just see what happens. I mean, a lot of it comes down to the system that they that they get in place and the coach that's going to be there and the success of the rest of the team. I mean, there's a lot of different factors. And Mac Jones is obviously set up for the most success because he's got Bill and he's got a good team and he's got a good mentor. And, you know, I think they need to – they might need to add some more offensive weapons. But regardless, I think that he's probably got the least pressure. Um, yeah. He's also not – He's he's not the first overall pick, right? Like this next year, right. we will be that. watching Trevor, whether the Jags are good or not. Right. If they're bad, we're not going to. Yeah, yeah. If 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 they're yeah. bad, we're not going to be like, oh, Trevor Lawrence's flop. But three years in, if he's still not performing, we'll have been watching him very intently right. for the last three years. Mm-hmm. And Mac Jones, there's just yeah, I he's agree not going to play right away. No, no chance. And I don't think like there's there's questions of like Baker Mayfield being a flop because he was taken number one overall, right? Yeah. And I mean he's played better than than Darnold and he's played better than I think he's played better than Goff, and I think he's played better than Wentz at times. And yeah, every now and then like the conversation comes in if those guys are flops, but like I rarely hear it. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think And look what look what hand he was dealt with his head coach 
at, at the time, right. right? I mean, that was a right. that was a dog shit situation, and now right. you've got a good head coach. You've got Stefanski there turning things around. We'll get into what, what their draft looked like, but so, that defense might be the best defense in the NFL next year. Let's see. They cry. Well, I mean, the, they, that's the hat you put on, though, by getting drafted number one overall. You absolutely, have to bear that weight of living up to the expectations. So, yeah, it's almost a blessing for a guy like Mac Jones to be the fifth quarterback taken. I don't think you could say Goff is a bust. He went to a Super Bowl and had a really good year when they did. I think Wentz. Looked like the MVP Injury. at times, but it's injuries. I think of all these guys drafted as of late, the real guy you get to point to that's like the bust is Rosen. Yeah. And that was a mental makeup thing. That's, but that's also, I think, a, a shitty, a shitty, you know, uh, hand that was dealt in. Yeah. That's always, that's all, hey, that's always a big thing, too. We saw it with Liner. He had a shitty hand dealt to him when he went to Arizona. Um, obviously, Jeff Fisher had his issues with Vince Young, but Vince Young had his issues as well. I mean, it, it's a lot of where you end up. I mean, we heard our boy Ryan Leaf say it time and time again. We heard Jason Campbell say, had he gone somewhere other than Washington when he was drafted, he thinks he would have had way more success. It's a lot of where you end up as a quarterback. But I do think all these guys ended up in good spots, and I do think all the teams – and we'll go to Utah because I know you like one of these teams a lot. I think all these teams that drafted quarterbacks in the first round had good drafts. Yeah, I agree. And I, that's why I brought up the Vera Tucker. Then they pick more with that third pick. Great I, pick. Not that I was in love with what the Jets did. They picked they picked one, two, three, four, five DBs in a row, um, which yeah. I, that's okay. Interesting. You really need DB help, clearly. Let's hope you hit on those safeties because you, you took three of them. You don't need three safeties on no, your— No, and they took one last year in the third round. Starting. It's not a thing ever. Um, but Elijah Moore was a good pick and, you know, I mean, these days with defensive schemes, you can roll out, you know, two highs and then one hybrid. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I don't know. That's that's what they're going to do, but the the, the defensive game has changed a little bit. Yeah. It's just, it's, that's where my question mark, I mean, any draft you can look at and if you take a fine tooth comb over it, you, you can bring out questions, you know, especially with this draft, because there were so many guys who didn't play last year. Um, sat out because of injury, because it's of crazy. COVID. Yeah. Um, and that really, really shakes things up. It makes, you know, a guy like Walker Little able to be drafted at the 45th spot. Whereas if he had played, he, that guy hasn't played, he hasn't played a full season of football since 2018, man. That's crazy. Yeah. But when he yeah. did, he was fantastic. Yeah. They, the Jags, I think well, that was one of your team's toss. They crush. And everyone's like questioning the Etienne thing. But I think I think the I, the more I think about it, I think the Etienne pick was good. I think it was the, a great pick. I was a little shocked because I mean they've got a cheap running back right now that's getting the job done in Robinson. Right. But do we know to how keep long those that can guys go? together is really yeah. cool? Obviously, yeah. like we we put up a graphic on our Twitter, I think, of like the four teams that were able to keep the band together. You got the Bama boys that are in Miami now, Waddle and Tua. Mm-hmm. You got Etienne and and Trevor Lawrence and in, in the Jags. You've got Chase and Burrow in Cincinnati. And then uh, there's one more. There's uh, one more. The, uh, and the Eagles, when Hurts played for, uh, yeah, when he Hurts played and for Devonta Smith. Hurts and Devonta Smith. Yeah. yeah. No, I really liked what the Jags did, though. Um, yeah, maybe value-wise for Etienne, it feels it felt a little high. Um, he's not the first RB taken. He also has tremendous upside. We talked about it last year when we were looking at players for the draft. I mean, that guy in the passing game is tremendous. And he's got breakaway speed that a lot of running backs in the NFL don't have. Tyson Campbell, they pick at the top of the at the second round. Love that as a DB. And then, of course, Walker Little, if this were a different draft, he could have been a first-round talent from yep. the offensive tackle. And then you've got a guy like Cisco, who 
He fell to the third round for them, top of the third round, but he's a great safety, had some injury problems. Yeah. But when he's on the field, he's tremendous. So I really like, uh, you have to take risks. That's what they did. Um, you know, they, they tack on two skill players and Jalen Camp and Luke Farrell at the end of the draft, try and bolster the defensive line with a guy out of USC and a guy out of UAB um, in the middle rounds. And yeah, I just really like what they did. And you can't take away that they drafted Trevor Lawrence, who in the last 10 years, as far as quarterback prospects go, he's the top of the list. Yeah, and you know what? The thing with the Jags is you bring up the Walker Little, Walker little point that he would have been a first-round pick. Cisco, I don't know, because like safeties fall. Right. Safeties, inside linebackers, um, tight ends at times, guards. The, they could be really talented players that just fall sometimes because they're running backs, quote-unquote, easier to get later, whereas like the edge guys, the tackles, the, now the wide receivers and the cornerbacks, we usually see early runs on them. But Cisco is a guy that could have gone earlier had he not gotten hurt. Tufeli is a guy that also didn't play. He's a D-tackle, went fourth round out of USC. He could have gone earlier if he, did, you know, if he had played. They took a lot of risks, but again, keeping – Lawrence comfortable he's playing right away and you want him to be as comfortable as possible yeah. so you get him his backfield mate he's so used to Etienne Etienne's a great check down guy and I don't think James Robinson's a fluke no but you Carlos Hyde's not the insurance guy there that's not that's not the thing you him and Etienne now you have two good running backs you have LaVisca Chenault who they use as a running back I don't know how he's going to use them Body but jet sweeps yeah, yeah they could use look Urban Meyer made Percy Harvin what he became he saw Percy Harvin utilize him at Florida, Chenault, even Etienne. He want, he's going to want to use those guys like that. They have Chark. They have Marvin Jones. They have a lot of weapons for him, and they have a solid offensive line. I want to give you a hot take. I don't know if they could win the division this year, but I think they're close. I think this is a team that is close to being back. If Lawrence can be what everyone thinks he is, I think they're not next year, but the year after they can win the division. I don't think other teams in that division are that. We do Colts have question the, marks. I think the Colts have a very stout D, and if, as long as Carson Wentz slots in, my expectation is that he will be better than what Phil was last year and what Jacoby Brissett can be. Mm-hmm. And then I think he's got to hold the division for a little bit. For a little bit, while the Jags continue to, to build their team. I love. But the they Cam- built it really quickly with this year. I love the Campbell pick. Yeah. Uh, Nick, team, team you love. Give it to us. It's a um, big. It's a big I, year I really for like, you, bro. Is it? Why is yeah. that? Padres are hot, and there's another team that did exceptionally well in this draft. Oh, you want me to talk about the Chargers? I was yeah. Same for my 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 last one, but I'll start with them. Yeah, I think the Chargers did a really good job. Um, you know, not even just as a fan. I just think it, in whole, you know, they got the guys that they set their eyes on early on. So like where Sean Slater was a guy that you know was talked about being drafted to them the entire time, and for me it was. It was whoever the best offensive tackle was available. You know, when Sewell didn't get picked at the five, I was thinking, okay, well, maybe he's going to follow us, you know, what teams conceivably take him, but the Lions actually get a steal there at seven mm-hmm. and take him. Um, and I was thinking potentially if the Chargers were to trade up, but I'm cool with Rashawn Slater pick. And I even looked, um, you know, a lot of people were hyping him up because, and Coach Staley even talked about it, you know, he was he was able to defend himself really well against Chase Young in college. And I know it's just one guy, but it's one of the best defenders in all of football right now. I mean, he, defensive rookie of the year, he's a beast. And, you know, just the, the tape shows that he's able to go up against, against guys like that. So that was a great pick in the first round. And then they go out and get another potential first rounder, Asante Samuel Jr., who a lot of people had maybe going to the late first round and ended up nabbing him with the uh, the second round pick and I think that was something that was really valuable for them they wanted to look for secondary help you know there was talks that they could take JC Horn 
potentially Patrick Sertan um, at the 13th pick. Those guys obviously weren't available. So, I mean, I'm happy with how that, you know, sh- shaped out. Another pick that I love by them on uh, um, in, in day two was Chris Rump from Duke. He's a great pass rusher. Um, you know, he fits in that that room really well with Bosa and Uchenna Nwasu and all of them. And I, I think those guys are going to have some good uh, chemistry together. It's a good void. We had a void with Melvin Ingram leaving, and this is a good replacement, a young guy who, you know, plays at a big university who, who who's physical who can get to the ball and he's he's versatile too i mean he can he can slap back and and play in coverage yeah and he's a really fun guy i, I looked at his uh um i guess his you know how they always show the calls and all yeah. that he had the yeah. most energy possible everyone was like saying what a great guy this guy is so it's good to have a guy like that in the locker room but uh you know top to bottom it's a pretty sound draft i think you know all three days they they hit their needs um you know they got a running back in the later round, later round, Triad Mizzou, who's who ain't bad. And, you know, about my take about running backs is I don't love people taking running backs in the first round because you can always get lucky in the later rounds or you can even fight an undrafted guy. So I think this guy, Roundtree, complements Eckler pretty well. You know, Eckler can be that, um, you know, that kind of Swiss Army knife weapon, and Roundtree can kind of be the downhill runner that, you know, bangs out first downs. Um, one pick I was, was questioning a little bit was the uh, wide receiver pick, Josh Palmer, in the third round. Uh, he's a wide receiver. I like it. I like it a lot, I it, honestly. I think it's a good pick. It's a good pick, but I think they passed up on guys that they could have gotten that I think were better. Um, you know, like Tylen Wallace. I, I loved him out of Oklahoma State. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe I only like him because I'm used to him torching us as Texas fans. <laughs> but, us. you know, there's guys out there that I think they could have gotten. But from what I hear about, uh, you know, Josh Palmer is that he's big, physical, runs runs really well. So we'll see. I mean, he slots in probably as the fourth wide receiver coming into the season, you know, with other guys in front of him. But like I said in the last show, Justin Herbert is known to make unknown guys, uh, you know, get some star power. You know, there's guys that pop out of nowhere and, and kind of create their careers. Um, but I think it's a good draft for them. You know, they get the they get the depth they need, you know, on, on the offensive line. And I think they address all their needs. Yeah, I agree. Kuiper had him at one, and I think it's very fair. I thought I'm with you, Toss. I think the Palmer pick, I understand that the sentiment towards, like, a guy like Wallace who we saw dominate. I think Palmer playing at Tennessee, and a lot of people are saying this, where he didn't have elite quarterback play, and so it was really tough for him to put up the numbers. Other that guys was one were. of the knocks. That was one. When I, when I looked at the analysis, a lot of people said that there's a lot of, you know, it, it was a shaky quarterback room, and so you can't really ever get on the same page as, as the guy. If he went to university where Trevor Lawrence was playing or Justin Fields where he gets the same guy for two, three years, yeah, who knows? He could be a, one of the top receivers in, in yeah. the entire conference. And that's one of those – that, that's one of those knocks where that has nothing to do with the player's talent, right? That just has to right. to do with where they where they end up the playing truck. college, right? And mm-hmm. a guy like Tylen right. Wallace, Oklahoma State, obviously we know is pass-happy offense. Look at what the Steelers did. They draft James Washington. How much of an impact has that guy made in the three seasons he's played? Jeez. Little here, little there, but not not what we expected them to be. So I I like the the um, I like the pick. I really do. I think as yeah. a as a non-Chargers I think- fan, I you go after a wide receiver who can slot in and replace those right. guys who became names because Justin Herbert was throwing to him. Let's get him a third round talent and see what that guy can do. He's a, he's a field and stretcher. I think there's another aspect too. There's another aspect too of playing in the SEC as a yeah. wide receiver playing in the SEC. They play against the best defensive backs that there are out there. You know, most of the, the best defensive backs come out of the SEC, the, the Bama's, the Auburn's, the Georgia's, the LSU's, uh, you know, he sees those professional guys every single game so yeah I, I think there's a lot of edge there um i mean kind of the same thing in the in the big 10 as well but 
better than most conferences. Like I, I guess I don't trust a Big Twelve receiver as much as I would an SEC receiver. Yeah, they, 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 it's a it's a freak show in the Big Twelve. It's like fifty to fifty every game. Yes, yeah. the SEC right. is some. Look, there's a lot of the Georgia guys went early. Tyson Campbell's the first pick in the second round. Stokes is the end of the you know first round. It's right. a lot of great DBs that go to play the SEC football. Um, I thought they crushed it, and I'm, I, I think they're rightfully so. I don't. I didn't agree with Kuyper's bottom team, which was the Steelers. And I know you don't like running backs in the first round, but they, I thought they needed a running back help. And I think Najee, if he is that guy, uh, I think it's huge because Big Ben needs a run game. He's not Big Ben of old. But um, is that one of yours, Josh? No, nah, I just, I, I just want because we brought up Kuyper. I just wanted to gloss that quick. My, I'll go over my two guy, my two teams real. Quick. The worst offensive line running. Yeah, yeah. Like for the last two years in the they, NFL. And they brought a center in. It doesn't, really, brought, matter. doesn't brought, really matter who your running back is. Yeah, they brought Freermuth, though, a tight end, another guy that's like, you know, it's blocking tight ends are huge. Yeah. Like Kittle's such a massive part of the Niners, not just because he's a good receiver because he's a great blocker. But going into blocking, I thought the Vikings did a great job. I thought moving back, getting extra thirds, um, which they did well on. Darisaw was a guy that Nick, you know, I know you like Slater, but it was okay. a guy you really liked for the Chargers as well. They pick him up at the 23. Uh, a guy he, people thought they were going to pick at 14. Yeah, he's going to slot in there at left tackle. I thought Wyatt Davis, again, we say guards drop all the time out of Ohio State. Uh, he's a guy that many people thought could go in the second. Uh, he, they get him in the third. I think Mond is good insurance. Uh, a lot of people thought, um, you know, he's a very high-risk, high-reward kind of guy, a quarterback, and obviously doesn't have to play right away behind Kirk Cousins. Right. And he learns from a good guy. Uh, Cousins, who's one of the top play-action quarterbacks in the NFL. Mond, who's a great athlete. I think it's a really good situation for him. They had issues with the pass rush. We thought they would kind of go quitty pay at 14. We thought they could maybe take like a Jalen Phillips. They move back. They go offensive line. Patrick Jones Jr. out of Pittsburgh is a guy that many people thought could go in the first round a year ago. Obviously drops a little bit. They pick him up in the third round. Chaz Surratt, linebacker out of UNC, another guy. I thought they crushed the third round. They had four picks in the third round. I think they hit on all of them, yeah. and that shows a good trade to me. Um, so I like the Vikings team a lot. And then Browns and Panthers were cool. I thought they did a good job. Uh, I really love the Dolphins. I really they didn't get Pitts or Chase, but I think Waddle has that rapport with Tua. Now you have Waddle. Now you have Parker. Now you have Fuller. And if all those guys are healthy, I know Fuller suspended for a little bit at the top of the season. But those are some athletes in that wide receiver room. Yeah, you know, you go out, you get Hunter Long, a solid tight end, another good blocking tight end, Eichenberg out of Notre Dame, another good tackle, and then you go and get Javon Holland, adds some safety depth. Depth and Jalen Phillips. Look, if Jalen Phillips doesn't like medically retire and come back, and there aren't those injury questions, he he still won number eighteen. He could be he could have been the first defensive player taken. He's that good. He was the number one prospect coming out of high school, and he was great at Miami. And had he not had to medically retire from UCLA, he could have been the first defender taken. So I love what the Chargers did. I mean, sorry, the Dolphins did. I love what the Vikings did. Yeah, I mean, you draft a guy with the first round pick. Some incentives to stay into the stay in the NFL, yeah. get paid, and <laughs> yeah. continue to get paid. Get money, get paid. Uh, toss second team. Um, there's a lot of teams again that we all liked. Uh, one one team that I liked because it showed me, and this isn't because we caught a lot of flack on our TikTok. I liked their draft because <laughs> it showed me that they have and are trying to establish with the new coach Dan Campbell an identity. Yeah, and they went so heavy on the line with their mm-hmm. first three picks. The Lions picked Penny Sewell, who who fell to seven, yeah. really, because he's he was touted as the best tackle in the draft. Now, I really think that I wouldn't have been surprised if Slater had gone before him, because there are some people that thought that Slater was the higher talent, which I uh, is one thing why I really like the Chargers draft again, Nick, for you. Um, but Sewell was the he was you know 
most people would say he was the top tackle. He's that potential for to be an all pro at the tackle position. Put him in at left tackle, protect your quarterback, protect your your new asset, Jared Goff, that you just traded for. And then with the next two picks, they go defensive tackle. Um, they add a Washington and then a defensive tackle out of North Carolina State. And then they go DB out of Syracuse. And then they, they get with the 112th pick, Amon Ross St. Brown, which I think value-wise was he kind of just fell to them. And they picked him, and they obviously needed receiver help. Some people thought that at seven, if Chase was there, they might go that route um, or go for Waddle. Neither of them were. They didn't go for Devonta Smith. They just picked who, who was there. You could see in that that room that they were stoked to have Sewell. They really were really incredibly pumped. Look, you want Goff to do well. You have Decker at left tackle. Yeah. Now you have Sewell at right tackle. He doesn't play left tackle right away. And I think the St. Brown pick is gr- is a great pick. Yeah. yeah. I think he could be the guy that we talk about. Like a, no, I'm not saying he's going to be Stephen Diggs, but a guy that's like taken in the fourth or fifth round. They're like, wait a second. Why did that guy drop? He was so good at USC. Yeah. yeah. He's physical, and athletic. They, like They traded for Michael Brockers in the offseason too. I mean, this team is just, they are establishing that they want to win on the line. And with Dan Campbell as their head coach, I think that they can easily do that. And it's it's something to be a gritty team in the NFC North. It is a requirement. It is a requirement. Yeah, Anwuzuerke and McNeil are two big boys, athletic boys, a defensive tackle. Now you have so much depth there. Yeah. Flowers, you have a Quora. Yeah, I think it's I'm happy for him. I thought it was a good draft for them. Yeah. Your number two team. Um, I mean I love I loved what the Cowboys did. Gotta talk about I gotta talk about the Talk Cowboys about establishing an identity. Establishing a, what an identity of picking players no who defense. who had questionable <laughs> char- character issues. That's per usual with the Cowboys. Yeah. But Parsons, you know, they don't they didn't have either oh, of their the guys, Sertan, yeah, um, or Horn. Horn went eighth, and then Sertan went ninth right after. So they didn't want to reach unfairly. So they trade back with the Eagles and kind of rook the rest of the NFC East. They get it Michael was best Parsons. Available. Yeah. 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 It was all, all draft for them, and they were crushing it. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily think that Kelvin Joseph was best available CB. I thought there were other guys who were more like sure bets to be a starting CB yeah. in the NFL. But he played against Devonta Smith and lined up really well with him um, in the SEC. He's an SEC talent, right? So he's seeing the best receivers, just like what we were talking about before. Yeah. And he's got the athleticism to be a lockdown corner across from Trevon Diggs. Then, you know, we need help on the defensive line. We uh, we go for Osa at UCLA. We go for Chauncey Golston at Iowa. Both guys who aren't incredibly athletic, but they do their job. And then uh, it was really cool. Josh and I were, were watching the draft together when they picked Nation Wright. Yeah, that's awesome. Oregon State defensive back. And obviously we uh, we interviewed. We got the chance, all, all three of us, to interview Coach John, Beam. Coach Beam. Mm-hmm. Uh, last chance you and Nation played for him, so that was really great. And then Jabri- Jabril Cox was just a really good value pick. He's right there. Yeah. I mean, people were talking about him getting drafted in the 60s, and he goes, he falls to 115. He had some some inju- injury injury uh, yeah. <laughs> some injury he issues. Being, but he could end up being the biggest steal of the entire draft. I hope you're right, Nick. I really do. And he's an LSU Tiger, so of course I love that. They have depth on defense now. It's not like they had bad players. Like Demarcus Lawrence is good. Randy Gregory, I when he is on the field is good. Um, I, I like Diggs. I thought that was a good pick last year. Jalen is kind of hit or like hit or miss. Cause he's just kind of broken. Uh, I love Layton. Uh, the, the Keanu Neal thing is going to be interesting. He comes over with Dan Quinn. Yeah. But now that you have depth on the defensive side of the football and Parsons is that kind of guy that you could kind of stick any, any, in any linebacker slot. That's a real difference maker. And you pick up an extra third and you right. get another body in there. That was great. That was great. And, and you I, dick I was... on the dot. You dick the giants. 
We take the Giants, which was fantastic. I was bummed because we were all watching and we're on a group text and we're like, how is Ronnie Perkins, who we watched, right? Yeah. Torch the, the Longhorns and all the other Big 12 teams fall, fall past two of the Cowboys picks, but got to trust what they know what they're doing. Yeah, go get your guys. They take, uh, you know, they make the, the right picks for the right reasons. It and just sucks it, when Bill takes them so you kind of know. Like, that he's going to be sick. They're yeah. going to be sick, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick, who was your second team now, brother? I like what the Ravens did. Um, the boys in Baltimore got some great guys. Um, Always, you know, bro. Rashad Babin was a guy that I was really high on early on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've said it before that I don't think there's a big drop-off between him and the other three guys that were taken earlier yeah. uh, in the receivers. Um, so, uh, you know, he's a big physical receiver that reminds me of a guy like Odell kind of. So Ooh. that's a pick in the first round at the end of the first round. Then they get another first-round pick, uh, OA out of Penn State, and he's a great pass rusher. Um, you know, they've likened him to Bud Dupree out of out of Pittsburgh. And so I think, you know, that's a, that's a great guy that can create some – some noise out there and, and you know put pressure on the quarterback for them that's the kind of the identity of baltimore for a long time so it's great that they have another guy like that mm-hmm. ben cleveland's another guy that was on a lot of people's radars early on you know didn't have you know the best seniors or the best season last year but you know he was a guy early that was being talked about being maybe a second rounder and potentially first rounder at the beginning of the season uh he ended up falling to them at 94 uh, they got my boy Tylen Wallace that we just talked about. It, right. I mean, just adding more weapons for for Lamar Jackson is so key. I mean, they got Hollywood Brown, they got Duvernay. Now you add a guy like Tylen Wallace and a guy like Bateman, two really big physical receivers. You got two speedy receivers inside and the two outside. So I think that could be one of the biggest biggest threats in the NFL for being one of the best receiving rooms there is out there. Yeah, Sean Sean Wade at the 160th pick was a steal. So, yeah. Another guy Sean that Wade I was like, Sean Wade could be a first-round pick last year. Yeah. So so Sean Wade was another one, and he's a big physical you know, corner out there that I think is going to do really well for them. You know, Another one that fell really far. That uh, I mean, these days I think it's so key to have a, have a tall cornerback out there, mm. you know. There's guys that are short that kind of play the slot, but you want a guy who's just as big as the receivers out there, and he's six one and a half. You know, yeah. can get out there and play ball. Yeah, yeah, especially when teams, you know, they have receivers who basically just thrive in the red zone. Who they bring in once they get past the thirty yard line, and they go in, and you know they're going to throw a fade to him every single play. Sometimes three plays in a row. You need that big right. DB. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, team, I kind of threw mine out at the beginning. Any other teams that we that you guys didn't really like. I know I kind of snagged yours, Toss. We were talking before him about the Texans. We mentioned them. But any other teams that you guys are picks you didn't necessarily love or you guys thought it was pretty good all – because I thought teams did pretty well all around. I think it's tough to, like, really pinpoint a team that, like, oh, you sucked. Yeah. There's definitely some guys I think that went undrafted that I was surprised about. But Dylan Moses that. was like, what? Dylan Moses, Tyler Vaughns out of USC. Yeah. Um, Marvin Wilson out of Florida State. Yeah. I mean, there's some great guys out there that – that are going to get a chance to make a roster that didn't get drafted. I mean, we see it every year. Give me yeah. a seven on I, I was Moses. A, oh, dude, I'll, give me yeah. a seventh-round pick on him. Let someone what? take him, please. I, I was a bit surprised with what the Saints did. Um, I thought they had a kind of weak. Peyton Turner is not a guy that a lot of people had being drafted in the first round. Now, they do lose Hendrickson. Yeah. So they need, to, they need to supplement that loss in some way. Um, I, I thought that Paulson Nadebo, who they drafted in the another guy in yeah. the third round, is a good pick. They go Ian Book, which like to me kind of feels like a waste. But sometimes you gotta you gotta you know you gotta throw a dart on a guy. Um, the entire draft is throwing darts. 
but I don't know if he's the right guy that you want as your like third string QB because um, it's it seems like from everything I saw out of him in college that he'll live in that spot for the rest of his career. In in which case, why not go for a player that you actually think could start? Give me a wide receiver right. again. Like they don't address that position. Like I don't understand. No offense to Traquan Smith, but he's not a number two guy. Right. They don't have like I like the Pete Warner pick. I thought, was good. I thought the Adiba pick was good. I think Turner could be good. We'll see. I mean, they've hit on Cameron uh, Jordan. They hit on Hendrickson. He wasn't a first rounder, but they hit on Davenport, who's a first rounder. I think their defense is sound. I was just I didn't hate their picks, but I was just kind of like meh. Eh. Yeah. I hope they're good. Yeah. I mean, you got to trust Payton. Thinking he knows what he's doing, but I wish they took a receiver. I think it's a good team to bring up. Moments you loved in the draft. Uh, I'll go quick. Zayvon Collins when he was drafted, I watched his like little phone call and. He, that guy sounds, he literally sounds like a killer. He sounded so scary on the phone with that card. The Cardinals, like, front office was intimidated by him. He's like, let's go kill some people. Let's kill them out there. I'm ready to go to war. And it's like, Jesus Christ, dude. It's like, I could put two bet. There's no uh, prop bet on betonline.ag of, like, you know, who's going to lead the league in penalties next year because Zayvon Collins could be a, a healthy pick, but he sounds like an absolute beast. And we hit on that pick on our mock draft. Um, and I, I just love the, I love all the phone calls. Like I get like, I want oh, on always, I got like emotional. Um, so I think there's a lot of really good ones. Um, any other moments you guys liked? There was a pick that the, um, Kansas city chiefs made and it was a couple that went up there and the guy proposed to his wife on the podium. For yeah. That's awesome. That's like yeah. the biggest event that the world, well, at least in America, that America has had in quite some time. Yeah, and for like a diehard Chiefs fan, like to be up there, you're a diehard. Yeah. And they were clearly diehard Chiefs fans, and so I'm sure it meant so much to them, uh, you know, to go out there and, and uh, get hitched, get engaged. It's not, yeah. I'm not a, I'm, I can't foresee myself doing a public kind of proposal, but if you're like about that, it's a good spot for it. I thought that. I thought that all in all, there were obviously like a bunch of the super fans, Nick, like you're talking about, that would walk up with Goodell yeah, um, cool. and make the picks. Sometimes it was a little weird because they like didn't say anything and were just kind of chilling up there and got to like sit in his chair, which right. is cool for them. But just as a like something to watch was a little weird. But other times when they got to when they got to talk, I thought I just appreciated that a lot of them really relished that they were in Cleveland and were shouting out the Browns and the Browns fans were loving it. The crowd was loving it. I think all in all the just general vibe of the event was really positive and a, and a lot of yeah, fun. They crushed it. Yeah, they did a great job. They bounced back really. I mean, not like last year was bad. They did the best they could with the virtual draft, but they really crushed it this year. Having all those guys in their pods. It was awesome. Waddle and Chase look so swag. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's one of the most underrated things about the draft is like how these guys look, how they present themselves with their suits and, Man, those guys are so swag. Wow, yeah. a cold motherfucker. And and some of the uh, post draft, like after getting drafted, the prospects saying their two cents. And for me, you know, I I watched a guy like Rashawn Slater and Nick. I was thinking of you, and he's like, you know, they ask him what what do you have to say to Justin Herbert, and he says, I got your back. Like that kind of stuff as a yeah. fan just amps oh, you, you up. Know, just amps you, you know up. You know, Herbert's pumped. I think oh, this absolutely. is going to be. A, I th- I think this is going to be a talented draft. I if, think we're going to look back at like. I've I've asked myself this question. Like, put myself in a, a quarterback shoes. If you're a young quarterback in the NFL, yeah. like say Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, you know those type of guys. What your team needs to draft a receiver and an offensive tackle, offensive lineman. Which one are you more pumped if they get? 
uh, tackle, keep me upright. I'm not trying to get hit and knocked to the ground. I want to stay up. I want to stay healthy. Let me die on my sword. Like, if I suck, let me suck because I'm not playing well a la Mitch Trubisky. I don't want to, like, be regarded as a bust because, like, Carson Wentz, who couldn't stay upright and was getting sacked, launched every five right. seconds. Now, with that being said, I mean, obviously, Burrow is really happy to be teamed up with his former teammate and Jamar Chase, but if you take the bias away, that offensive line sucks. Yeah, so. it blows. They probably should have taken Sewell, but they go and get the offensive tackle from Clemson in the second round, so you can't necessarily poo-poo it. They did address the need just later, and they go make Burrow happy with a guy who could be that he could be that receiver, that receiver that's like an elite talent. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, and they get Osai, I think he will so. be. And they get, I was about to say, and for us, any, watching any Texas player, and there were a lot of Texas players drafted. It's awesome. That's Yeah, shout out to those amazing. guys. Amazing. Shout out to all those guys. Shout out to Sam for getting Sam, drafted. Sam, that was awesome. Super I was cool. so nervous. The Colts, obviously. You know what? And the cool thing is, with uh, Carson Wentz's track record, Sam might get an opportunity to play. <laughs> it's the it's perfect sick. spot. I think it's a great spot for him. I think we saw he guys. Flink, right? He yeah. Runs, you know, they've got some good receivers out there. So Carson goes down. He's a good guy to learn from because Carson's accurate too. Yeah, he he's, a, some, look, he's good. Take some tools away from Carson. I think Sam's a gamer. I think Sam's a good locker room guy. And we saw a guy like Julian Newman go undrafted. And so it could have very easily happened to Sam. I think his character is what helped propel him into like late draft. Uh, happy to see him go. Happy to see Osa go. Cosme go to the football team. Look, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, Longhorns could end up playing next year. Caden Stearns. I, I mean, that was a that sneaky Fal- take by the Broncos. The Falcons' there. defense is pretty thin. Taquan Graham might get some run. Oh, he's getting, <laughs> he's getting run, dude. That that defense stinks. Yeah, and Osa's a Cowboys. He, Cowboys signed Brandon Eagles. On, yeah, undrafted free agent. Yeah, I knew. If, Probably not going to play, but hey, good for him. I would go to guarantee you, if Ellinger was in round seven, Jerry would have taken him. I'll bet you anything. Really? If he was there in round seven, Jerry would have kept him in Texas. <laughs> he just that's, see a Ben DiNucci. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, cool, great draft though, Nick. We missed you, obviously. I know, but he had a, Nick had a wedding. He had a how was it? Was it good? Yeah, it was fun. How was Austin? Nice. Austin's great. It was rainy. Not the street. It was it was raining. Ugh. Yeah. But oh you, well. You get to go on the lake. I went on the lake, but it was raining. So. Yeah. So moderate lake. <laughs> did it Did it rain at all? What was. That? Did you get to eat any of the food spots we like? At least. Had some barbecue. Um. That's really the only place. Like, home cooked meals is like always great. Good family. But time. I also was at a wedding too. Yeah. So I, it was a wedding and the rehearsal dinner. I mean, those are two dinners that got knocked out. And then I've, I went to my old work, my pizza place I used to work at. That was great. It's pretty fire. Six hundred degrees pizzeria and draft house. Check it out. Do they do they give you high fives? Are you welcome with open arms? Yeah, of course. It's awesome. I'm still I'm still in their fantasy football league too. So it's, it's oh like yeah yeah the man league and it's my biggest buy in and I always dominate it and then I always lose in the championship. Any nice. of these rookies that you're looking to nab in the in a fantasy draft, Nick? Mm. Um, I mean, any of those those top four receivers that I think are safe picks. I think Tony's interesting. I don't know how much he'll break out in year one, but I think he's going to be good for the Giants. I think Bateman could be I think solid. Devontae Smith is interesting because just the way that the Eagles – they have nothing. Play, I, think, yeah. I think I think Hertz needs to you know create a rapport with a guy like that. So 
that's a good pick. And obviously Burrow and Chase are already on the same page. Yeah. I'm hesitant to take Waddle just because I don't know how well Tua is going to play. Yeah, that's a good point. I I'll, I will throw out the running backs. I think Naj is obviously going to get minutes. I think Pitts is probably going to end up being a top five tight end in the league. Wow. Right off the bat. Wow. That is a that's, I mean, that, look, that's the take we need. There's a big drop off though. I mean, you look at the top five tight ends right now. It's Kittle, Kelsey, Waller, uh, Mandrews. Mandrews is a good fantasy. Mark tight Andrews. End. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mark like, Andrews. You got Hunter Henry and Johnny who could hopefully be good. We'll see. Well, there you go. I um, think Pitts is already better than those guys. Nick. I, I like Najee because he's going to get the touches. I like. Obviously, I'm curious to see how they use Etienne. Javante Williams could be a sneaky back to take late out of Denver. He's going to be the number two back. He's going to jump Royce Freeman. He's going to be right behind Melvin Gordon. He's a bruiser. And then Michael Carter, also the other UNC back for the Jets, because that's literally their starting running back. <laughs> the Jets got two Michael Carters. One yeah. from Duke, one from USC. It's awesome. Ah, classic Jets. Uh, anyway, fans out there, drag both feet and bounce. Swing on a full count, rip that puck at that puttage. PKs because they're free. And you free those wide guys? Because they are free. Because they're free. We out you. We love you. We sitting here. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.